Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today we are talking about back pain and how you can get stronger in your body and feel better in your back at the same time. And to be honest, I don't like to talk a lot about pain because since I'm a physical therapist, I don't want to confuse my messaging and my brand with being like rehab or being pain treatment or anything like that. I do think that, you know, a lot of the Evlo members join Evlo and they end up feeling better in their joints, but it's not because we're treating their pain directly. It's not because I am, you know, diagnosing them or treating them as a physical therapist. It's just because they're taking better care of their bodies. And when you take better care of your body in your fitness routine, your body will respond favorably. It'll usually feel better and you're, you will usually eventually see better results. So I do want to be clear that my brand and the purpose of this podcast and Evlo and all of my socials is not to treat pain, but rather to give you the tools and the education to improve your fitness and drive strength gains, but without or with less subsequent joint pain that is prevalent in so many other fitness programs where the mantra is no pain, no gain. I also want to give this disclaimer. If you're having acute back pain, like you really injured yourself or you're having severe pain, having a hard time moving, anything like that, you do not need to be working out right now. Definitely seek um, medical advice. None of this is medical advice. None of this is to treat your pain, <laughs> but it's just to kind of give you the education and tools um, to ultimately have a strong body that hopefully has less pain. And then lastly, my last little disclaimer, if you're having chronic pain that just is not going away, you may want to see a physical therapist. In many states, physical therapy is direct access, so you don't have to have a doctor's note. So you can literally just call a physical therapist's office and ask if you need a doctor's note. They will probably say no, and you can just schedule an evaluation right away. So um, I think a lot of people don't know that. I think they need to go through their doctor first. All right. So A lot of back pain can resolve if you just work out in the right ways. So first, it's important to understand that pain is complex, but pain is a symptom. We don't need to fix, quote unquote, the pain. We need to fix the cause of the pain. Pain doesn't just happen. It happens because there's some trigger. There's some stressor that's causing your body a level of threat and your body responds with pain. And the cause of pain is generally inflammation due to an imbalance in catabolic and anabolic signaling due to stress, trauma, overuse, or nutritional deficits. That was a lot, and we're going to break down all of that in this podcast today because I think it's really important to first understand maybe what might be going on, and then I will give you suggestions on how to exercise to build strength with less strain on your back. And again, I'm not promising your back pain will go away completely, but I will say that so many of the Evla members have noticed significant improvements in how their joints feel just from treating their bodies better in their workouts. So back pain, back pain is, is complex because your spine is loaded with neurosensitive tissues like ligaments and nerves and muscles that all have the primary goal of moving your body, but also protecting your spinal cord. And back pain isn't always due to structural or mechanical damage. Studies have actually shown, um, MRI studies have shown that people with back pain, a lot of them have no structural damage. So their spine is looks completely healthy on an image, and yet their pain is very real. 
And although back pain often results from structural damage like degeneration or disc herniations or overuse, that isn't always the cause of pain. There are many components that signal pain, and one podcast won't scratch the surface of this topic's complexity. But to simplify it, tissue dysfunction and pain can be boiled down to too much stress without enough recovery, especially when we're talking about someone that's fit and someone that's working out regularly and their back hurts. A lot of this boils down to they're overstressing their body or stressing their body inappropriately, and that type of stress is not balanced with enough recovery. In order for your body to function well, recover from exercise, build muscle, and be metabolically and emotionally healthy, you have to have a balance between your recovery response and your stress response. These two systems are called your anabolic or your recovery system and your catabolic or your stress system. And both are important. To keep this really simple, your anabolic systems are the processes that that um, your body uses to rebuild, to rebuild tissue, to heal. Think about, you know, healing immune cells that rebuild muscle tissue after exercise. This is the mechanism that gives your muscles, that makes your muscles physically stronger and bigger, your anabolic system. This process is key to improving health and function of your body, but it's often neglected because we think that we have to stress our body to make it improve, to improve our body when yes, that's true to a certain extent, but stress is not the whole picture. The other half of it is the recovery, the anabolic system. Now your catabolic system are any systems that break tissue down. These processes are equally as important as tissues require maintenance and regeneration in order to stay healthy and strong. Your body's kind of always going through a cleaning process and breaking things down, um, regenerating. And especially if you're exercising, you know, your catabolic process is the breakdown of muscle tissue when you're lifting weights. And after you lift the weight, the catabolic process breaks down the tissue and the anabolic process or the healing process swoops in to rebuild it stronger. So you really can't have one without the other. Think of your catabolic and your anabolic processes like a scale. In order to have, so you've got one on each side. In order to have great exercise results, build a stronger, healthier, functional body that that feels really good and ultimately doesn't feel broken down all the time, these two processes on either side of the scale should be relatively even on average. Now, pain, tissue dysfunction, and even weight gain and muscle loss can happen when these two processes are unbalanced for an extended amount of time. And this imbalance can happen for several reasons, lots of reasons, but I'm going to talk about several here that kind of take a lot of this and and boil them into four kind of uh, subsets. So the first is stress. The second is trauma. The third is overuse. And the fourth is nutritional deficits or dehydration. So let's go over each of these. Number one, stress. Stress is a big reason for inflammation, tissue dysfunction, pain, decreased results, all of those things. And stress can cause inflammation in your tissues by signaling chemical changes in your brain and in your body when it senses a quote-unquote threat. So stress is your body's response, chemical response, when it feels unsafe, when there's something going wrong. So 
And the result of stress is in those, and the result of those chemical changes is inflammation. And stress that's balanced with recovery is a good thing. As we mentioned above in the example of how stress in the form of exercise can build muscle when it's paired with appropriate recovery. Interestingly, stress can manifest similarly in your body, whether the stress is emotional or whether the stress is mechanical. So emotional stress would be, you know, stressed out about a relationship, stressed out about a job. We all know what emotional stress feels like. And then mechanical stress is like um, sitting for too long, standing for too long, uh, doing some movement with your body that mechanically stressed it. And I know that it sounds woo-woo that emotional stress can cause physical symptoms, but it's not. It's not (laughs) woo-woo. Emotional stress triggers chemical reactions in your brain. So your brain is like always sending out messengers that have a physical response in your body. So you can think a thought and have a physical response because of the chemicals that are released. So that chemical, those chemicals that are released with emotional stress can cause inflammation in your body and that inflammation can push on nerves, structures in your joints, proprioceptors, things that physically live in your body that you can touch and feel and can trigger pain. And I always say it's so interesting. Like if you, if you start to think about this, you might notice it more in your life. I used to always get more neck pain when I was stressed out. Like even though nothing was changing for me physically, like even if I was sleeping, okay, if I was eating the same, if I was moving the same, but if I was like emotionally stressed, my, it would trigger my neck pain. So this is not a woo-woo thing. This is a real thing. So it's important to take a hard look at that and notice if emotional stress could be one of the reasons why you're experiencing pain. And this is one of the reasons also why we do breath work and meditation in every single workout, because I do understand that in order to ultimately be healthy and feel good in your body, your emotional state has to be in check. Um, slowing down your brain and using breath work can improve emotional stress and thus it can keep your joints healthier. So stress can be emotional and can cause inflammation in your body. Stress can also be mechanical. So lack of sleep, um, stress, again, stress from sitting or standing too long, doing some repetitive motion at work or, you know, um, or, or your workout. So let's discuss physical stress from your workout that could be triggering triggering <laughs> triggering inflammation and pain either in your back or sometimes your workouts can trigger inflammation in adjacent areas of your of your spine that ultimately cause a symptom of pain in your back so it isn't always as simple unfortunately as my back or my spine is the problem it could be ultimately uh, an issue up the chain or down the chain that's causing compensation in your spine and ultimately pain so But let's talk about the spine specifically. There are so many exercises that are unnecessarily loading the spine and potentially overstressing the spine. And I talked about this a little bit in detail in the podcast. I can't remember the name right now, but it's about glutes and why we don't do lots of heavy deadlifts and squats. Not that I think that heavy deadlifts and squats are bad, but I talk about the spine a little bit there. So if you want to learn more about that specifically, I will link that in the show notes. And I don't bring this stuff up and I don't talk about these exercises because I think that you should stop doing them. I just think, or that you should be scared of them. I just think that you can work your muscles in a way that limit 
in ways that limit spine stress, and you can still see muscle growth. So again, it's possible to continue to improve your body and strengthen your body while limiting the wear and tear through your spine. So there are many exercises that work the upper body or the lower body that are also straining the spine, either from vertical compression, so like weight kind of pushing straight down on the spine, or because you're hinged forward and the spine is loaded, or often both. So here are some examples that target either the upper body or the lower body, but they're also compressing and or loading the spine potentially unnecessarily. So deadlifts, good mornings, barbell squats, bent over rows, burpees, reverse flies. And there are more, but these exercises, although they're not targeting specifically the the back muscles, the trunk muscles, at least like the lower back, the spine is still loaded. And again, I'm not saying these are bad exercises. I'm not saying you should be afraid of them, but they aren't the most spine friendly. And if you have a history of back stuff or your back is bothering you, you can still work those same muscle groups in a more spine-friendly way and still get the rewards from to the muscles that you're targeting, but with less strain and stress and ultimately pain to the low back. And this is what we do in Evlo. We choose exercises that are loading the arms and loading the legs with as little quote-unquote cost to the spine as possible. And also, so you can swap these exercises out and you can choose exercises that are more spine friendly. Another option to do, especially for the legs, is to use body weight. Something like a step up for the glutes can actually be more effective at loading the glutes than like something like a heavy squat because of the mechanics of the exercise. So you can choose exercises intentionally that aren't using a ton of weight, but still getting high reward for the muscle. Again, I'm going to link that podcast in the show notes that I did about glutes. And, um, we talk about back pain and, and how to limit spine stress a little bit in that. So obviously there are other mechanical stressors that are important to look at, like, you know, how long you're sitting, how long you're standing, other, what are you doing in your daily life that's stressing out your spine? But I find that when you first choose exercises that aren't overstressing the spine, you can tolerate things in your life with more ease, like sitting for a long time, standing for a long time. I'll just quickly talk about my story. Back, you know, five, six years ago when I was doing lots of heavy barbell squats, I was doing lots of deadlifts. I, my back (laughs) hurt all the time. And again, I'm not necessarily saying those exercises were the cause. They just weren't right for my body at that time. And once I stopped doing them, I felt so much better. And I just started doing different exercises. I felt so much better. And now it's so interesting. Like I go back to doing a squat. Like I don't, we don't really do squats in Evlo, but at least heavy squats, but sometimes I'll do them on my Instagram for a demo or something. And when I do them now, they feel like so much better. And it's just so interesting that I gave my body some space without doing those exercises. And now that I come back to them, I'm like, oh, this feels so much better than it used to. It used to hurt. And I used to just grit my teeth and keep doing it because I thought that I had to because squats are like the gold standard. Um, But interestingly, I see more strength in my legs now than I did then by choosing exercises that still target my legs, but limit stress through my spine. And also, once I started, you know, treating my body better and listening to my body more in my exercise routine, things like 
you know, sitting on a hard bar stool are like no problem. Whereas before when I was having my chronic back pain, I've told this story before, but my husband and I would literally have to like, at, if we were going to a restaurant, I'd have to be like, I'm sorry, I can't sit here. Can we sit at that table instead because of my back? And I was like in my, you know, mid twenties, like it was not okay. And, and now I have no, I don't even think about that anymore. Like I can sit wherever I want. I can sit on a hard bar stool and it's no problem. So I found that it, when I changed the stressors from my exercise routine, I was able to tolerate those life things a lot more easily. So in summary about stress, and we could probably talk about this a lot more, but small amounts of stress are beneficial for the body because you need the catabolic and the anabolic. So the breakdown and the buildup to keep your body maintained. Still, Many times stress highly outweighs the healing process in your body and that tips the scale and causes issues. For most people, I would say that their back pain is a derivative of a combination of emotional and mechanical stress. Those are two big things that I think cause a lot of back pain. And if you can start to get those under wraps, even just a little bit, I think that you'll see a big difference in your chronic back pain. All right, so that's stress. The second common reason for inflammation is overuse. One of the biggest, and I talk about this so much, I know I'm a broken record, but I know that some people have to hear this message repetitively in order for it to ultimately sink in. So overuse is one of the biggest mistakes I see in exercise programming. If you're working a muscle to fatigue or close to fatigue, you are initiating that catabolic process. And this is a good thing, and it will begin the inflammatory process that's vital for muscle healing and muscle regrowth. However, that inflammatory process can sometimes take days before the tissue is ready to be stressed again. And while it's in that inflammatory process, it's temporarily weaker and more vulnerable. So during that time, when it's healing, it's best to avoid overstressing that muscle if you want to see the results from the work that you paid in from your workout before. A common misconception is that the more often you work a muscle, the faster you'll see regrowth of that muscle. And trust me, I wish this is how our bodies worked. It just doesn't work like this. This is not how your physiology works. When you signal that inflammatory process, your tissue is vulnerable and it's healing and it needs space. If you stress a healing muscle or, or a healing tissue, you can continue to spin in that inflammatory process, creating chronic inflammation, which oftentimes is where back pain can come in. Back back pain is a, a big big symptom of overuse. Overuse is the underlying cause for a lot of back pain, especially in fitness enthusiasts. So you spin in this chronic inflammation, you start to compensate, and eventually you can start to see either tissue damage or pain. So not only does overuse often lead to pain and injuries, but you won't see as effective results or gains because you're never allowing your body to build the tissue before you break it down again. I recommend at least two days in between working a muscle group and sometimes longer. If you're sore, continue to wait until that muscle feels nice and fresh because soreness oftentimes um, will be from inflammation. Not always, but soreness can be from inflammation. So waiting until that muscle feels more fresh to stress it again is my best recommendation. You will see so much better results in the way your body moves 
um, in the in the muscle gains that you see and the way it feels. So overuse is huge, especially in you fitness enthusiasts. The third reason for inflammation, common reason for inflammation is trauma. In this context, trauma means a physical event like a car wreck, a sports injury, or a fall. And I won't discuss trauma in detail in this podcast, but please see a practitioner if you've had an injury. Remember that one part of your body can affect another. So see someone who evaluates your body as a whole and doesn't just look at one part of your body that hurts. So I here are some practitioners that I recommend if you have a trauma or even if you've had a trauma or an injury in your past that you didn't treat and you suspect it could be causing you issues now. So obviously a physical therapist and look for a physical therapist. You can even, you know, ask, ask when you book your appointment, like, how do you do your evaluations? How do you treat? Do you treat the person as a whole or are you more like giving the person exercises for their specific for their specific symptoms, asking things like that. Um, so seeing a physical therapist, a muscle activation technique specialist. So MAT, MAT is what I used to practice when I was in clinical practice. And you don't have to be a physical therapist to be an MAT practitioner. There's lots of personal trainers who are MAT practitioners. They're excellent um, from my experience. And the reason I like MAT is because it looks at your whole body. It's not just going to where the pain is and treating the pain. It's treating the underlying muscle dysfunction that's causing compensation and pain. So I love MAT because they treat the whole body. Um, and then another practitioner that I could recommend is a Z Health, Z as in zebra, Z Health trainer. I have not personally seen a Z Health trainer, but I've talked about Z Health a little bit, and this is not sponsored by Z Health or Muscle Activation Technique, by the way. It's just two two um, associations that I really like. I haven't seen a Z Health trainer, but I do love how they work with the nervous system. And again, they're looking at your whole body. I mean, they're looking at your whole system. They're not just looking at where your symptom is. So if you ultimately, you know, want long term results from your treatment, you have to work with someone who works with you as a whole and isn't just like, oh, your back hurts. Here's a back stretch. You know what I mean? So that is that. So that's trauma. And then the fourth reason, common reason for inflammation and ultimately back pain is nutritional, hormonal issues or dehydration. Nutrition is not my scope. It's not my formal training, but I do know that nutrient or hormonal deficiencies can affect all of your body's processes, including your ability to heal and recover. But what I've learned from our Evlo dietitian, Catherine Andrew, is that so many people, especially women who are exercising and lifting, are also under eating. And this can throw off that catabolic and anabolic scale and not lead to desirable results and can even cause pain and inflammation. And I think a lot of people, it's interesting because she told me she thought I was under eating and I was like, no way, I eat a lot. And I actually just have been changing this and playing around with this and eating more, not necessarily, you know, I've been eating more like clean foods, quote unquote clean. What is a clean food? I don't really know, but I've been playing around with this and and eating more and I'm actually seeing some really cool things in my own body and I feel really good and I'm noticing that I'm getting stronger. So um, don't sleep on this. If you're an Evla member, you can watch all of Catherine's nutrition modules. But again, I just wanted to say that nutrition 
or or hormonal issues can cause inflammation. So it's something to pay attention to. Okay. So in most people, what do we do about all this? That's a lot of information. In most people, chronic pain, especially back pain, not especially back pain, chronic pain period is a mixed bag of some or all of these components. So where do you start? Because it can be overwhelming. You know, like, is my problem because I'm stressed? Is my problem because I'm overusing my body? Is my problem because I have an old injury? Is my problem because I'm not eating right for my body? It's overwhelming. My recommendation is to start with one component at a time and test and then assess. So, and just come back to it. I like to treat my body. This sounds kind of bad, but (laughs) I like to treat my body almost like a science experiment. Like, I come up with a hypothesis and I say, okay, I think this is what I can change. And I, I make a small tweak. I don't change everything at once. Like I did with my nutrition. All I did was change my nutrition, didn't change my workouts, and I'm getting stronger, even though my workouts stayed the exact same. So that's an example. But change one thing, give it enough time, a month, and notice if you see any differences. And then if you do, you're like, okay, I'm going to keep that thing. And then maybe I'm going to add this. Maybe I'm going to change this next month. If it didn't work, okay, back to the drawing board. Let's try this. And keep throwing things at the wall until you find something that sticks because we're so freaking complex as humans. And so to think that there's going to be a formula that works for every single person is just not realistic. So, all right. So again, there's no one right way to do this, but here's my recommendation. First, if we're talking about, okay, my goal is to get stronger, but I want my back to feel better. I don't want to stress out my back anymore. So first I would start with stress. Work on decreasing mechanical stress to the spine. So I would say try to make your workouts all spine-friendly variations. And let me just say spine-friendly variations doesn't necessarily doesn't mean ineffective or easy. Um, a spine-friendly variation would be instead of doing heavy barbell squats, maybe you do body weight or lighter weight step-ups for a little while. Um, I have a ton of spine-friendly variations on my Instagram if you need ideas, or just join Evlo where we are very selective about the exercises that we choose, and we're always giving spine-friendly modifications in every single class. Um, And then, so, so with stress, the first thing to work on is decreasing mechanical stress. Try that for a month. Just sub spine friendly variations and notice how you feel at the end of the month. You might feel better. Maybe you're not all the way. So maybe you change another thing. Maybe then you change um, emotional stress. So this is a kind of a fun experiment that you could try today to see how much emotional stress is causing your pain. So start by just kind of subjectively measuring your pain on a scale of one to 10. 10 would be like, put me under, take me into surgery. I can't handle this. Like I'm writhing in pain. One is like, I kind of notice it, but it doesn't stop me from doing anything. So just kind of notice where on that scale you are. There's no right or wrong way. This is very subjective. And then do 10 minutes where you turn off all of your devices and do 10 minutes of breathing and meditation or what you can do, which I really like to do sometimes is turn on your favorite song and just like dance and just let your body move and shake. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but, um, there is some science to shaking. It can decrease, uh, emotional and physical stress. So, so either meditation, breathing, dancing, whatever. And then notice afterwards for 10 minutes, 10 minutes straight, does your pain reduce? right away. 
just within that 10 minutes. Even if it even reduced by one subjectively, you're on the right track. And this means that a, a piece of your pain at least is probably emotional. And I would say that most people's pain has a very heavy emotional component. So really start to take charge of this, really start to take responsibility with this if you can. All right. So after you improve stress, so you're going to look at mechanical stress, you're going to look at emotional stress. You could probably do those at the same time um, during the same month if you want. You want to work on programming to avoid overuse. So overuse just doesn't work for people long-term. And the sooner you can eliminate overuse, the faster you will heal and put yourself on a path of creating a stronger body that feels better. My recommendation is to implement workout splits. So this means you spend each day of the week dedicated to a group of muscles and then give that muscle group that you worked a few days to recover before you stress them again. So for instance, in Evolo, how we do it this week, let's see, what was this week? Monday was quads and glutes. Tuesday was arms. Wednesday was back, abs, and hamstrings. Thursday, so Thursday, tomorrow, we're working glutes again. So we had a few days in between where we stressed our glutes so that the glutes could recover and build back stronger. Um, you also want to look at overuse can can be doing a lot of repetitive movement. So if you're spinning every single day and doing the same hip flexion motion, thousands of repetitions every single day, that can cause some overuse in your body. So um, I recommend you know, varying what type of movements you're doing so you're not doing the same movements and stressing the same muscles day after day. All right, so that's kind of month two. And you can do this all at once if you want. If you join Evlo, we kind of put these all of these things together. We stress your body using appropriate exercises. We involve some uh, breathing and breath work and meditation. And then we're also avoiding overuse. So we kind of scrunch all of those things together. Um, but you can do them one month at a time if you want. And then there's trauma, which again, I talked about, it may be important for you to go see someone one-on-one for that. And then lastly, there's nutrition. So making tweaks in your nutrition, testing something out. Do I need to eat more protein? Do I need to eat more of this macronutrient? Do I need to play with the timing of my eating? Do I need to drink more water? What do I, what do I need to change with my nutrition to see how it affects my body physically? Um, again, there's a there's nutrition modules on the Evlo membership if you want to go play around with that. I've also done nutrition podcasts with Catherine Andrew, so you can go down my podcast list um, and find that one. I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes for you just so you can easily access it. All right, and then finally, be patient. If you've tried this for over a month and you're seeing no progress, it may be time to see a practitioner, and that is okay. That is a beautiful thing. You might need another set of eyes on you. Just as your body has taken many times years to accumulate damage that finally shows up as pain, it can take months, sometimes an entire year to improve function and fully recover. For me, it took, I can't fully remember, but I do know it took like a few months before I noticed, oh, my chronic back pain is like completely gone. Like it's no longer there, but it's trial and error. It's being patient. If you aren't seeing any progress, which I find is rare, usually people will see progress within the first month of trying this process, then again, you want to consider seeing a practitioner. 
All right. So I hope this was helpful. If you'd like to join us in Evlo, we have a 14 day free trial. It's evlofitness.com, E-V-L-O fitness.com. I will link that in the show notes. Again, our program is not to treat pain. It's not to diagnose you. It's not physical therapy, but I do find that when you treat your body better in your exercise routine, you can see your body improve, grow stronger, gain muscle with less wear and tear and just feel better overall in your body. So have a wonderful Thursday. We will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.